This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Patricia. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, the way we like to start the show off is by asking if you come from a family of entrepreneurs, uh, creatives, working professionals, any of the above? I'd say working professionals. You know, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. My mom was a working professional, but then actually branched out and kind of became an entrepreneur in Manhattan. Um, doing a business that was making quadruple what she was making in an office. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Manhattan, but dog walking and dog boarding is a huge um, business there. And it's all cash business. So she was making a lot of money doing that. Um, so she did that. My dad, you know, he always worked for, you know, um, union jobs. So, you know, he was always a worker. But yeah, my mom was that go-getter who, you know, saw an opportunity and jumped on it. If there's any city you can do that in, it's New York. Uh, oh, I know yeah. that firsthand. I was living there for about five years before I moved back to LA. I still think about New York every day. Every <laughs> I'm day. born and raised. Right on. Are you still in New York now? <laughs> I'm born and raised in Manhattan, but for the past mm, 20 years now, I'm in Long Island, which yeah, is yeah, a hop, yeah, skip, yeah. and a jump from Manhattan anyway. Yeah. <laughs> still New York. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, good, happy meeting. <laughs> um, so we, we have this as your background. Now, where does it start to become more of a like reality for you that I'm going to go into business? I'm going to, did you go through a couple of careers before doing that or just started off that way? Oh, ironically, I'm such a creature of habit. So out of high school, um, I had a job and I started there from the ground up. It, I was a single mom of two small kids. So I just had a job that gave me medical and I needed that. Um, but with that, it's not like I woke up and said, I want to go into marketing or IRPR. It was just the job that I had. But I actually fell in love with it, just watching everybody around me. It wasn't the same type of work that you just wake up every day, answer phones. You never know what your day has in store until you open up your emails. So it was always this fast paced, something happening every day. So I wound up working my way up the corporate ladder there. Um, I stayed there for 16 years. I'm, again, creature of habit. Unless you kick me out, I was comfortable. <laughs> it was all good. So after 16 years, the company was actually closing their doors. And so I said, okay, well, now I have to look for another job. But the ironic part was that company was an agency and they did investor relations, public relations, media relations, and marketing. So when I went to look for a job, I'd go to an investor relations company, but all they did was maybe annual reports or annual meetings. And I remember saying, there's so much more that we do. So I'd go to a public relations company trying to pitch for a job, but all they did was advertise it. So I said, well, this is really ironic because I do so much more than that. So I wound up joining forces with another company, which was a proxy solicitation company. So they did one of the services that we didn't do. And I thought, okay, well, I can come with you guys and make this a full service agency. So that was a win-win. I joined forces there. But the crazy part was that they got the majority of their proxy work from the internal investor relations teams at their clients. 
So I wasn't allowed to really say I did investor relations because they were afraid that they would lose business. So I said, okay, well, that, I, what happened was when I joined that company, every client I had had followed me, which was really cool because they appreciated the work I did. So I had clients, which was cool, but I couldn't grow anything there. So anyway, um, ironically, I've been doing the remote thing long before COVID because since I really didn't have anything to do with that company, when it came time for them to need the office space, they kind of told me, well, why don't you just work from home? We need the space. So I wound up doing that. I wound up, you know, kind of working from home, but still under that company. So then after six years of working there, they were now going to be selling their business to someplace in New Jersey. I'm thinking, all right, well, now I'm going to have to commute every day from Long Island to New Jersey. There's no train. I'd have to do this by car. I'd be sitting two hours a day in traffic. I'm like, all right, well, now that puts me in a position. Do I just continue what I'm doing just by myself or do I do this? So I went to just, you know, that was the scariest part because I was like, you always second guess yourself. But I said, you know, every client followed me the first time. So I pretty much had a conversation with them. And I said, if I just did this, on nothing changes. I'm still doing the same work from the same place. The only difference is who the check-ins went out to. Other than that, nothing changes. So they gave me a chance and it wound up being successful. And that's what I was doing ever since. Wow. <laughs> so you have this whole this whole journey where you were really bringing the value to, to the script. Obviously, nobody does anything alone. But for the most part, it's like you said, you'd go to one place and they were kind of only really doing this. Yeah. And then another and the same missed opportunities. And so everywhere you went, you yeah. knew that there was more value to deliver. And yet uh, when these companies decided to fold or sell or what have you, all the people, because people like working with people that they like, right? The yeah. last thing someone wants to do is have to explain their entire brand, their objectives, everything. To it's it's just as expensive. It could potentially be just as expensive as having to retrain a new employee in someone's company, yeah. which everyone knows is the most expensive thing in business. Attrition is crazy, right? So well, the, why the, do that? Yeah. Well, the crazy part is like, I always say, if there's a need for something, how can I fix this? So I wind up doing everything. Like even at one point I was doing website design and maintenance, not because I had nothing else better to do, but because the clients that I had, their um, internal IT department would, would handle their website. So say, for example, they had a proxy form or a quarterly earnings release or whatever the case may be. I would spend all day long going back and forth to their IT people saying where to put this on the website. Because they don't understand the product, they just know IT. So it got to the point where I was just wasting so much time. I was like, oh, forget it, I'll just do it myself. So I started taking on that that job as well. So I think for some companies, if they have their own internal teams, that's great. I tell them, here's everything that I can do. You tell me what you need me to do. If you want me to do it all, that's great too. But if you want me to work in bits and pieces, I'm happy to work with your internal team too. I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. So some people do just say do it all. Um, because what I also found before is that if you had an internal IR team or an internal PR team or an internal marketing team, and we're all doing something totally different, a lot of times people get territorial. They think, oh, she's stepping on my toes. She's going to steal my work. I'm not an internal person from a company here to get brownie points from anybody. I'm, I'm the inside person working for your for the company that that hired me. We all have the same goal. So what happens is you have three different departments pitching three different stories to the world. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I I do appreciate when companies work together. We're all a team. We all have the same goal. Um, whether I'm doing it all or I'm just doing bits, bits and pieces, it's all fine. I love what I do and, you know, keeps me going. 
Yeah, no, 100% right. It's like trying to ask three different uh, coders who design a website uh, from three different places at three different times to then work on each other's code. That's like asking for problems. (laughs) I I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, With that said, before we go any further, I want to check in with Jason and hear some of his reflections on your journey. Okay. I always love that most like entrepreneurial experiences are typically born out of something that ended abruptly and then a skill was taken forward. And then there was this like aha moment right? (laughs) of, wait a minute, why am I going to make that guy rich or that gal rich or whatever when I can just do this myself. Right. Um, And then you realize, you know, as soon as you get into it, wow, this is kind of hard, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but you figure it out eventually, right? You figure it out and, and, uh, and then that typically will set you on your way. But I would say that most, not most, I mean, it's a good majority, right. Of people that decide to, you know, really jump off that cliff into entrepreneurialism <laughs> is because it was a forcing function to do so at some point. Right. I mean, you look at the record of the last couple of years now, that cliff was Mm -hmm. overflowing for a while with people bailing off of it. Right. Um, Because they had to figure something out. And yes, with those times came a lot of shady things that were born with them and so on and so forth, but there was a lot of good too. So um, you gotta take the good with the bad, but, but a lot of the, you know, people that I interact with people that have been on this podcast, so on and so forth, it seems like the stories always align a bit, right? They're just a little different narrative. So, yeah. um, and it's great to see people that have taken something and built upon it. And, and been able to help a lot of people because the goal should always be to change the world somehow, mm-hmm. um, somehow, some way, yeah. or at least know that you're a piece of that pie to change mm-hmm. it somehow yeah. in some way. So I, I can appreciate your journey. Yeah, it's actually, I don't know if you could see behind me, but I just published the book. It says life's obstacles can be your biggest motivators. And I actually have that purpose of trying to help people because that's always been my nature. How can I help people? It's just always been who I am. And one thing that I always found ironic when people look at me, they always just think they have me all figured out. They just say, oh, she's always had it handed to her. Life's been easy for her, blah, blah, blah. They have absolutely no idea what I've gone through. I mean, I was a single mom of two kids, zero support, um, almost died in an accident, was almost homeless at one point. I mean, I just gone through so much that a lot of people would have quit but I push through, push through. And, you know, the whole point of the book is, and you know, it's really just to teach people that if you're going through hard times or bad things, stick it out. You're not alone. There's other people who've been through it too. And it's just giving them motivation to say things can work out if you just really just keep chugging along and, you know, believe in yourself. Don't worry about somebody else believing in you. You know, you're what's important. Believe in yourself and, you know, stick it out and you'll, you'll be okay. I think there's definitely something to be said about entrepreneurs, the ones that actually do succeed. Mm-hmm. There's this point in their own psychology where they get to a place where it's not about gritting their teeth and flying by the seat of their pants anymore. At some mm-hmm. point, they just accept that they are committed 
to achieving their desired result. And it's it's not a question of if but when for them at that point. And I feel I feel like that personality shift is the ultimate determinant of of who stays in business and who doesn't. Uh, yeah. With that said, in the spirit of things, and congratulations on publishing your book. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to PR in particular, right now there's a is a time when many people are tapping into that resource and uh, hoping that it gets them where where they want to go. And like you said, most agencies are just doing some form of advertisement. Yeah. Right. Now you have a different uh, slant, a different view on the roles that PR is supposed to play in someone's overall game plan. Can you sort of elaborate on that? Because I feel like that's like bottom line, something that <laughs> it would be a missed opportunity if I didn't ask. Sure. Um, well, I think, you know, when people say like marketing, I think it all plays a role together. Um, so say with public relations and marketing, it just has different angles. I mean, with public relations and marketing, you know, you have your digital marketing, you have your um, influencer marketing. I mean, there's just so many different forms to it. <clears throat> and people have to incorporate all of it. You know, I know some people who will just post something on online, you know, maybe once or twice a day and call it a day. They think they've done their due diligence. It's so much more more than that. You know, you have to have an um, interaction. You have to, you know, and nowadays with um, digital marketing and AI and technology and whatnot, there's so much that you can really, you know, investigate. You can find out you know, who your ideal customer or your, your ideal client or whatnot, who they are, where they are, um, where are they getting their information from? And you can get your name right out there. So say maybe you're a water company and you have someone who's a health nut or somebody who's, you know, conscious about the world, ESG and whatnot. So you might have three different messages for your same product, but three different messages for three different potential clients, what they're searching for. You can get that information out there using technology. Um, and really just start really um, creating dialogue. And, you know, then you can find out, like, are people going to your website? Where did they get their information from? Um, how long did they stay? What interested them? You know, so it, it really has come such a long way. But it's, you know, it's not just a matter of that posting things. And, you know, some people, they think that if they did like bare minimum or what's legally required say um that they've done just enough and it's not i mean even with like media exposure it's not what it used to be you know years ago you can get reporters that were interested in your company or product and write a story majority of it now is paid paid media um what's left is you know 25 percent, maybe 15 percent of that or contributors um who might be your competitor writing about themselves so now you've got 10 percent of reporters that are getting bombarded with pitches so there's a lot of um, online social media media, um, which you could say, okay, I've never heard of them before. And that's okay, but that's where the marketing comes in. So you've got your little public relations where they wrote a story on this little no-name blog or whatever the case may be, but that's where the marketing comes in that you circulate that across the masses. And now with social media, I mean, even Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I mean, there's groups for every single thing. And then you have the various ways to, to get the information out there. If you're a visual person, maybe TikTok or Instagram. If you're more writing, you know, you have, you can make a, make a blog, you can be on um, Twitter, you can be on LinkedIn. I mean, you just have to always be creative and find like where everybody's at. And, you know, some people just say they want their product or their business to just go to the world. And that's great. But they, you want to really segment that who would be the ideal people? Because you can't just spam everybody. If, if they don't care, they're going to just block you. You know, so you really want to segment who are the ideal people, where are they, how can you get my message in front of them, 
and being consistent, you know, just posting something once, once a day, once a week, once a month, it's not enough, you know. You're so right. Some people use it as a one-way platform when it's social media. It's literally defined by social aspects. And yeah, most people just, it's it's cool. Like putting content out is super important, but not enough people engage with people, right? That's that's probably a hundred. In fact, if you just did more engaging and less posting of content in general, yeah. you'd probably get further along. That's the crazy thing. Well, it's uh, not always about, you know, like one of the issues that I always have with people is they always think it's all about them, but it's not about you at all. It's about who your customer or who your client is. It's about them. What do they want? You know, so you have to set, put information out there, like, you know, and, and everything's automated now. So like I can basically set social media platforms across all of my platforms a month in advance. I don't have to physically do this all day long, but they'll also give you ideas like certain things like today was National Pizza Day or tomorrow's Natural Teachers Day or just things like that, that I would have never in a million years even knew. But, you know, they, they give you this. So again, it's not about me. It's like, how do I get my message in front of people? So maybe there is, you know, a pizza, maybe there's a restaurant who needs marketing. So as I put Happy National Pizza Day, hashtag blah, 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 that now gets in front of maybe a pizza shop who needs their marketing, you know? So it's, you kind of have to really evolve with the times, you know? Yeah. No, I I like the holistic view that you bring to the work that you do. And uh, if if people are listening, they'll understand that you bring a different flavor of work than the boilerplate, extra Mm -hmm. vanilla, whatever (laughs) that might be out there that people are used to getting. And I think I think that stands to reason that people can pick that up from what you said. Uh, well, it's a lot too. Like I had a conversation with someone recently where they say it's time consuming, and it is. But you can do like if if say you had a month and someone said I'm going to give you the first of the month I'm going to give you two hours of my time and that's it. I can do so much in that two hours that I could take bits and pieces and snippets and brush that across an entire month worth of work. You know, you you could maybe do an interview like this, a video interview. And then I could take snippets of that. I could transcribe it. I could put that into various little um, social media blasts. I could put that into a blog. I could put that into an art. I mean, there's just so much that you could do to it if you get creative, you know? So it's, it is time consuming, but at the end of the day, you have to do it. You know, I mean, not everybody's going to knock on your door if they don't know who you are. Yeah, no, this is valid. Um, now, with that said, I want to take a quick, just a quick break to uh, to give a shout out to someone that's making this conversation right now of going this deep into PR and marketing and your journey uh, possible. And, th- and that is uh, someone who is not only a community member of SAB, but also a listener and a contributor now by making this conversation possible. Her name is uh, Stephanie Emmett. And uh, her message to to people who are listening is if you're a solopreneur spending hours with DIY, and I think you'll be able to appreciate this. If you've been saying things like, I don't know what I should be doing. I'm doing everything and nothing works. I get engagement, but no sales. <laughs> Email doesn't work anymore. All that is very, very in line with this conversation. If that sounds like you, she also has a, a program that she developed called the Startup to Six Figures Mentorship. And uh, it's essentially clear, precise, exact steps to help you get over that analysis paralysis. So you can go to the right Stephanie, that's W-R-I-T-E, the right Stephanie.com, uh, enter war room, get a 10% discount on your first engagement with them. And in the spirit of that, <laughs> I'd also like for you to let people know where they can get a hold of you, Patricia. If they want to connect with you and engage with a different flavor of marketing <laughs> PR and such. Sure. Um, well, I actually have uh, my website is P B A R 
P-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-D-V-I-S-O-N-O-W-S-K-I.com. I also have a company website, pristineadvisors.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-A-D-V-I-S-E-R-S.com. Um, I'm all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, you could find all of my, all of my uh, platforms across the, the websites. Okay. Awesome. And now bottom line, uh, there's, there's only two, two questions really left. Bottom line, <laughs> you have to leave some advice behind for anyone listening. Um, what is your go-to bottom line, no matter what? I always say just constantly continue learning. I'm like always a perfectionist. I love learning. I mean, that was, I graduated high school valedictorian, graduated college 4.0. I just always love learning, but I think it's important because nowadays the world changes so fast and it's evolving nonstop. And if you just say, okay, here's my plan, ABC, and I'm, I'm good to go, and that's it, and you don't continuously learn and, and evolve, you're going to be left behind. Like, I'm always looking, like, even in my position, what are people looking for in a position? So they might say, okay, well, you have to have A, B, and C skills. Well, if I don't have those skills, obviously I need them, so I'll learn how to do them. And it's you have to do that, you know? So I just say, never stop learning. Yeah. No, we were just talking about this on our last call on how people try to hold on to what works in business. Uh, Jason has this conversation with people every day and he's like, (laughs) you know, uh, so um, before I go to the grand finale, I want to check in with Jason. Yeah, that's a really, really good point because I, I always consider myself a lifelong learner. Right. And, you know, my opinion is when we stop learning, we stop innovating when we stop innovating, we're not on the bleeding edge and then we die, <laughs> not yeah. die as people, but I mean, yeah. our, our, our business, our businesses start to degrade, right? Cause a lot of people like to live, you know, in the comfort zone area of business. Yeah. And that is a horrible place to be. I'm not saying live out on the bleeding edge. It's not what I'm saying, <clears throat> but you got to be out there quite a bit. And then you come back to the leading edge, right? (laughs) But where you bleed, you innovate, right? Yeah. Because that's bloody. That's where nobody's (laughs) out there innovating and you, you get punched in the throat, all (laughs) all these things and you fail and you learn lessons and you do all these things, but then that's what creates the next best thing. Right. So you know, I couldn't agree with you more that learning is extremely important. And if you're not doing that, you're on your way to death as a business. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, for, for me, I think this was a, a sobering conversation. Uh, one that many need to reflect on if they didn't really understand that. Like, just take a hard look at what you're doing, especially if you're having trouble right now in business and just ask yourself. What have I been doing? That's always the way things have been done that I need to start questioning. I hate and, that saying. Yeah, it's also <laughs> the way we've always done it. Wow. <laughs> but that's, that's when people get comfortable. And it's like, you yeah. have to just break out of your comfort zone. Like I was saying, even with, you know, social media, there's certain people like, I'll follow them. And, you know, one person, it's funny. I, someone was talking about influencer marketing. And I'm like, honestly, you know, that is an influence in marketing. But would I ever buy into them like that at all? But they're doing exactly what the, everybody should be doing. They're creating something that everybody loves, whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. They're doing exactly, and they're, they're consistent. 
Um, and all of a sudden, it's like overnight, they get a million followers. It's like, because they're, they're doing it right, you know? So you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and and I've always thought that the, the right influencer uh, aligned with what it is that you're trying to do will save you, I don't know how much money, as opposed to just running campaigns that yeah. you, you have to build data for anyways, <laughs> or you can just speak to an influencer. What happens is people will go and get any influencer. They think they can they can get uh, for cheap. And then it, that defeats the whole purpose yeah. of an yeah. influencer marketing what you're doing. Well, everybody wants to take a shortcut. And you know what? It's kind of funny because it, it will come out in the end. Like when the company that I worked for for 16 years, you know, I became the scapegoat because everybody knew I needed the job. And I was the one who was busting my butt working 18 hour days, leaving to go pick up my kids to come back. Everybody else was leaving half days. They just knew how they got it. And um, at the end of the day, you know, when the company closed, there were a lot of people who were in trouble and, you know, it paid off for me. So taking the shortcut is not always the right way to go. Yeah. No, I mean, it'd be the equivalent of us paying uh, Barstool Sports to feature our show on their show only to mm-hmm. find out like uh, nobody who who was like drinking beers and talking <laughs> about sports, not even playing sports right. uh, with their buddies. And that show is going to be interested, remotely interested in a business based podcast. Yeah. 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 And yet companies <laughs> do that all the time because, well, that's an influencer. They have followers. Yeah, but you pick and choose your battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that alignment is way off, and somehow yeah. people always miss the mark, especially business owners. Uh, but you with can, that said, yeah, you, go ahead. You can you can head for the mountains of Bush. <laughs> yeah, how far that gets you? Yeah. <laughs> no man. Um, I think I think uh, this has been a really fascinating conversation, mm. and uh, the grand finale for us here, Patricia, is if you could have invited anybody to this conversation today based on all the things we touched on, who would you have loved to have had here to listen to your journey? Uh, is it the, uh, the companies who are uh, missed out? Or, yeah, or what yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, actually that, that is a good answer. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of people who kind of, you know, took advantage and looked the other way. And, you know, I had a, like, I'll give an example um, I've had a lot of people who know that I know what I'm doing and they would say, okay, yeah, you know, can you put together a business marketing plan for us and we'll review? And I go, I put together this whole big analysis, give it to them. And they're like, okay, thank you. Bye. Well, if you really know how to do what I put in there, I would see your name everywhere. So just because you stole the actual process, if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to do it. So yeah, if they were all on this show right now, I'd be like, how's that working out for you? <laughs> I I actually can resonate a lot with what you just said. I can't tell you the number of times where people have asked me for a proposal, which is really their way of having an outline of what they need to do yeah. without paying for anything. And then I, I still see them repeat the same things. They never even act on it. And it, it really makes me sad that people think that like, they could just do that and get away with that and what that means, especially when someone takes the time to really understand the material. Cause just cause you have the outline doesn't mean you understand strategically what you're supposed to do with this. And then they try and throw it to someone internally. Uh, and they're like, I don't know, this isn't even my plan. So <laughs> I think it's a, it's a beautiful sentiment uh, for something that's just unkind uh, if somebody's out there and they're going to give you what you need to take your marketing and business to the next level, you know, see it through. Uh, that's a, that's a very powerful message because the right person can save you like 10 years and a lot of campaign money. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> those are my closing thoughts, but it's tradition right here for Jason to close this out. So I'll turn it over mm-hmm. to him. 
Yeah. I mean, great conversation, great story. Uh, and, and some good, uh, little nuggets. I hope that people picked up in there, uh, for sure in the audience, because you've had a fantastic entrepreneurial experience and, you know, I look forward to seeing where you go from here. Um, cause there's always the next, right. Always the next. And, uh, more, more, more importantly, thank you for taking the time to come on the show with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Right on. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.